We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by University College at Washington University. With undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. Midterm elections do not typically draw a heavy vote, but as the November 6th midterm approaches, a new effort is underway here to encourage voter registration and stoke voter enthusiasm, especially but not limited to low to moderate income women in North St. Louis and North St. Louis County. It's a town hall format and will include numerous female city, state, and national office holders. The Saturday event's been organized by Sandra Moore, a community organizer and managing director and chief impact officer at Advantage Capital. She joins me in studio. Wonderful to see you again. It's good to be here, Don. And I have to tell you that I've got uh, some co-conspirators in this effort, and they are Mary Schoolman and Lisa Zarin. And so I don't want the, the world to think that this has been a Sandy Moore effort alone. And then we have between us a legion of volunteers, probably up over 50 now, who have agreed to help us with this event. Uh, you make it sound like these midterms are important. Well, <laughs> this they are. They are absolutely important. But for us, what is more important is mobilizing folks to register and vote. Um, The participation rates among um, women, uh, low to moderate income women, what I just call ordinary working folks, the participation rates um, among minorities, declined significantly in 16 after reaching some really good high numbers, not high enough, but good high 60%, creeping towards 70% participation in 12. And so the drop-off has been precipitous. And we want to make certain that we're doing everything we can to bring those numbers back up for the purpose of the importance of engagement, civic engagement. The vote is the most powerful individual thing we have to engage as citizens. And I was being facetious before by trying to suggest that they weren't important. <laughs> Maybe the most important midterm elections in a long, long time. They could be. Why the drop-off? Not sure. Um, mine's much, much smarter than me and and my colleagues, or maybe I should just speak for myself, sure. mine's much smarter than me, say there are a number of things. Um, in moderate, low to moderate income um, neighborhoods and households, uh, there seems to be some, uh, those communities have some access barriers. Um, so that that's been studied a lot and written about a lot. Brookings has done some work on it. Voter uh, ID recently. and things of that kind. That's right. Access to the polls. Access to the polls. Voter ID, uh, polling locations closing, hours of uh, availability being uh, shortened or because there are fewer polling places, longer waits in line and that sort of thing. In addition to that, there seems to be evidence that there's been some education drop-off, and there's big evidence that there's been motivation or inspiration drop-off. So um, it is those three things, registration, um, availability, or improving that access point, increasing education, 
um, so that if you get registered, you understand how to go and exercise your right in new and change conditions. And then three, motivation and inspiration, getting people fired up. You're, you're asking an awful lot to be accomplished in two hours on Saturday uh, late afternoon, early evening. Yes, we are. But did you look at that powerhouse list of women who've agreed to come and participate in that? Yeah. And we've, we've tried to make it um, as simple as possible. Again, studies say that uh, streamlining voter registration is one way to increase participation. So this is a super streamlined event. I mean, literally, you walk in and you register. There are no lines. There is no um, wait time. And your registration will happen in a quiet and confident, well, I won't necessarily say quiet, but certainly mm-hmm. a confidential place. And your registration will be put, uh, be placed in um a private box, and they will be delivered to um, the registrar's uh, uh, offices. So it couldn't be more simple. And then on the education piece, because we've had some changes in uh, voter identification requirements in the state of Missouri, and we uh, we've had we want to make certain that people are clearly understand that there's going to be a strong education component. What do you need? What do you bring? And that sort of thing. And then there's Q&A, a round stage kind of Q&A, if you will, the, of these powerful elected women who are taking time out of their day on Saturday to say, come and talk to me. No long speeches. Tell me what is on your mind. I'm here to listen and help you to understand the power of your vote in helping me do what you want me to do. I, I know I, I, I don't have an, the list in front of me. I'm sure you do, but I know that... Uh, that Senator McCaskill is going to be there, uh, Tashara Jones is going to be there, uh, Darlene Green is going to be there, and others. You really yes. do have a pretty good list going, yes, don't you? We do. who, who else is on there? So uh, our city comptroller, as you said, Darlene Green, our city treasurer, Tashara Jones, uh, the most recently a woman-elected state representative from our region, from District 84, Carla May, uh, Claire McCaskill has agreed to come. Uh, we, we are a little, little worried about... Um, her her getting uh, stuck in Washington D.C. with a vote on uh, just uh, Judge uh, Kavanaugh, but at this moment, Claire McCaskill, she was one of the earlier ones to sign on. Claire McCaskill signed on. State Senator Jamela Nasheed has agreed to come. Mavis Thompson, our city license collector, has agreed to come. We invited all of our elected women officials um, and got good response. Our mayor can't be there, but it's a scheduling issue. So um, that that's a pretty inspiring group. What are the volunteers going to be doing? Volunteers will register. We have refreshments. Volunteers will monitor refreshments. Volunteers will man the education tables to answer specific questions in that education table. Again, we talk about the practicalities of voting, the length of the ballot, how to get through the ballot, what you need to bring with you. We also talk about transportation, where to call if you need a ride, all of the practicalities of now I'm registered. How do I get this done? That was a question I wanted to ask you with regard to follow-up and getting people to the polls once they uh, they have been registered. Uh, there are opportunities for them to find a way to get to the polls? Absolutely. We have as much information as we've been able to muster. Now, Don, there are legions of people 
in this community now working on this. So what we what what we are trying to do is our little piece of the pie in the sky um, at the NAACP on the north side of the city um, where we've seen those precipitous drops, and we're just additive. We're joining the efforts of many, many others. Uh, Launch Co., the NAACP, and the St. Louis American have been great partners with us in getting this done. What are you able to do to ensure the election officials who ultimately will receive these registration forms that they're legitimate? We'll deliver them. Yeah. We will deliver them. The the the, uh, regist- the registrar's office has their procedures for verifying the validity of them. But we're going to collect them in private collection boxes in a very public place. We're going to secure their travel from where we get them to where they where they go over the rest of Saturday and Sunday and where they get delivered. We'll document all of that, you know, with video. And then we will stand on the veracity and the integrity of what we do. Uh, I've been working in St. Louis a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I will stand on my integrity to deliver what I say I'm going to deliver. I ask that question because this is an issue that comes up from time to time about yes. voter fraud. There aren't very many examples of voter fraud. We keep talking about it, but there aren't many examples. And, and that issue could be raised if these registration forms are coming from a, you know, a third party, essentially. It could be raised, but we yeah. will have a completely transparent process, and we will be very comfortable with any examination of either the process or the documents that we deliver. You know, you just can't, um, you can't protect against doubt in every eventuality. All we can do is the right thing for the right reason in the right processes. These, uh, this process is what we've been instructed is appropriate. We have the voter regica- registration cards, and we will follow a very transparent process, and I'm sure we'll be just fine. Uh, are the election boards involved at all? What do you mean by that? By, by involved in the, uh, in the uh, town hall on Saturday. They are not. The League of Women's Voters will be there. They are sending um, both information. They are part of our education um, uh, cadre of, of, of volunteers. So they will be there, and the materials that we are using have been, most of them have been received from and vetted by them. Your, your focus is primarily on, on women, but what about the men we and, want, the, and young people. We want the men and the young people. Here's what we know. We know that when you get hardworking, ordinary women engaged and involved, they'll turn out that whole household. Mm-hmm. They will touch that entire family. And when they come and see the power that we've been able to, by voting and voting strong, assemble in these women who are leading at every aspect of our community, we believe that that's going to help on the motivation and the inspiration dip that we've seen uh, since 2012. The, uh, do you think that, uh, that part of the reason that that dip has occurred is because people fear that their voices just aren't being heard anyway, that no one is listening to them, low- and middle-income people, moderate-income people, that they're not heard? Yes, We do. And it's interesting that you would ask that because that very thinking is what led to the three of us uh, deciding to do this. And uh, for me, it it was I frequently showed up uh, at various um, civic engagement 
events and activities and you write a check or you make a commitment and you visit with elected officials and they hear you and you hear them and you feel intimately engaged. And over and over and over again, I didn't see very many women who look like me or very many folks that look like me or very many folks that I knew from ordinary interactions with my family and and friends, and that troubled me. And I thought, why aren't ordinary folks able to talk to these elected officials, to engage with them, to feel the power and the energy that happens when you hear Tashara Jones talk about what she wants to do and why she wants to do it, or you hear a Claire McCaskill. And it was that sense of we need to get these folks to come, these elected officials to come and talk to ordinary people that really drove this event. In, in recruiting these, uh, these women who are coming, these elected officials who are going to be coming, what sort of concerns uh, are they expressing in connection with their willingness and the need to be at an event like this? Not a single one. Don, we (laughs) rounded up this group in about 48 hours. I mean, literally, we reached out to uh, folks in one or two days, and we had most of our answers, 90% of our answers, within 24 hours after reaching out. I mean, these are, are women, and even the ones who can't be here, Ann Wagoner, we reached out to her office, and I'm sure it's a scheduling problem that caused her not to be able to join our wonderful mayor can't be there. I know it's a scheduling problem. But every one of them was immediately responsive to the idea of talking to ordinary women. And do they say why? Why specifically they feel that this is uh, Im- important to, to them and to us? Generally, the response is always the same. We really want engagement. And we know that women, uh, working class women, women who are in the everyday grind of life. We know how they lead their households, and we want to talk to them, and we want to hear from them. What is this, this power that you speak of that women have to, uh, to, to mobilize and to organize? Oh, well, don't let me overstate it now, because we, uh-huh. we absolutely have to have men working with mm-hmm. us. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm 45 years married, so yeah. I, I'm, I'm standing on the shoulders of, of men. But the power of that we speak of is that these women that we reach out to, and this is across all socioeconomic groups, but it's probably particularly true in working class households. These women drive so much of the decision making across all spheres inside of the household. There's a, if there's a man there, they've got their both shoulders to the wheel making a living. Um, then we've got that woman who's got to really help guide the young people who are in the household, if there's not a man there, then she's got she's doing double duty. So these are decision makers. They're decision makers, and we want them connected to 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 civic engagement and political engagement. You mentioned young people, and many people are looking at the midterm election and saying they might make the difference this year. There have been a lot of issues obviously affecting young people, uh, unfortunately most of them centering on school violence and that sort of thing. Uh, Obviously you're reaching out to to young uh, 18-year-olds and uh, and above to uh, participate Saturday. Yes, we are, and we've been – 
intense, intently engaged in, in the social media side. All of the women who are participating, elected officials who are participating, they've been using their social media. In addition, we've got a wonderful young volunteer that I, I am sure is not like not 25 yet, and she's our social media whiz, and she's been pushing it out. We've been specifically asking um, our senior women to reach into your neighborhoods and into your communities and make certain that young women and men are there. That's an important component. Sandra Moore, thank you for telling us about this. We reminded the event titled Voter Registration and You this Saturday at the St. Louis NAACP office on Del Mar from 3.30 to 5.30. The deadline for voter registration is soon, October 10th. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks for having me.